The ugly truth will always be free, so it's clear the Uggs aren't in it for the money. But if you're a fan, we'd appreciate any support you can give. Visit UglyTruth.com and check out the Support the Truth column on the right. You can donate, download our mobile app, or shop the Ugly Mall. All proceeds go right back into the show. As always, thank you, and now, on with the Ugly Truth. Are you ready for another mind-altering dose of the sisters who will say just about anything? Jamie. Just call it a day and let the rest of us move forward because you are literally too stupid to live. And Paula. People think. Just think for a moment. Welcome to another unfiltered episode of The Ugly Truth. Welcome to The Ugly Truth. I'm going to end every sentence like a question is at the end of it. No. <laughs> I'm Jamie Miner. I'm Paul. I'm Paul Burgundy. Who's Paul Burgundy? <laughs> I don't know. He's probably running for the Republican presidential candidate. Oh, he probably threw his hat in the ring while we were recording. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so welcome to The Ugly Truth. It is episode 120. It's the weekend following or the week following the July 4th holiday weekend. Ugh. Ugh. Hope you all survived with... Your fingers and toes intact, yeah. and uh, not too bad of a hangover if you had one. Now, before we get to the July 4th recap, uh, which is short for me, by the way, I didn't do much, I want to publicly apologize to our mother. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I will tell you why. Okay, first of all, last night, Daryl and I were talking, and I said, you know, you know, we talked last week about how his daughter is getting married in a few months. Mm-hmm. She's very, very young, which puts, you know, a lot of danger, just a lot of risks involved when you get married young there's just a lot of added elements that make it more difficult to succeed my son has a full-time job he is slowly weeding himself out of our house like he's hardly ever home right which is a good thing and now my daughter who is 19 and she'll be 20 at the end of this year she too has decided that she needs to start cutting the apron strings okay sometimes I don't get a weird feeling when she comes home super late. Like, I know she's fine. Everything's good. She's just, you know, coming home late from being with friends or whatever. I mean, it is the summer for her and school starts in like a month. So she's just enjoying her summer as an adult. Right. But last night she took off at like nine o'clock, which is kind of late. And she's like, yeah. And she was acting a little bit secretive, but nothing weird or anything. And she's like, yeah, I'm leaving. And so like an hour later, I texted her and she told me who she was with. And I said, okay, that's an acceptable person. It's a family friend. Right. And I texted her again at like midnight. And I said, where are you, by the way? Because when I asked her where she ran off to, she just told me who she was with. She didn't tell me who, where she was. So I said, where are you? She didn't respond. Half hour later, you need to let me know where you are. I called her eight times and she didn't pick up. And then finally at 2.15, now understand, I am wide awake. I am downstairs. I am looking up phone records. <laughs> I am looking up CHP incidents. I am blasting her phone i'm looking up every social media thing i can find and i can't find anything and her last action on her phone was at midnight okay and so i'm angry because my gut tells me she's okay but she's not responding to me and it's been almost three hours now this sounds like she's at a bar that's what i thought and so she finally at like 2 12 texted me and said i'm so sorry i messed up i fell asleep at this at this person's house i'm I'm really sorry and i said well what would happen if i drove over there to come and get you because our family friend picked her up 
And I said, what would I find there? And she's like, I don't know. And I said, so why don't you tell me where you really are? Because <laughs> I know you're not there. Mm -hmm. And she told me where she was. I've never been to this house, but it's a parents. These parents are actually separated, but the house is like a mansion and they like live on other sides of the house, okay. literally. And these people that they were partying with that she works with. Oh, they're work the, friends. It, yeah. And it's out in like in Granite Bay. Okay. So it's far away, actually. Yeah. So the thing is, is that I, so basically I grounded her and I said, <laughs> look, I pay for your life, man. I pay for everything. It's not like you're working full time and, you know, paying for all of your things. I mean, you're driving my, and I hate to bring the money thing into it, but it's like, I pay for her car, her phone, the gas in the car, the insurance, the school. You know, we pay for everything. Right. And so after I found out that she was safe, I knew she was coming home in the morning and everything was worked out and I wasn't mad anymore. And I thought, OK, I should be able to sleep now because it was like 3.30 in the morning <laughs> at this point when Jeez. she finally when she and I finally hammered out the agreements of what will be going on for the rest of her life. I feel like I owe my mother an apology because even though I was a I was a fairly good kid at 19 I was working I was going to school I was paying for all of my own things actually because mom actually you know she didn't pay for anything mom's Once always we us. she's always been that way yeah I mean she allowed us to live at her home and feed us for for free but other than that you know everything was on us yeah there were so many times that I would slither in the door at like two or three in the morning after being, you know, 19. Mm -hmm. How did she sleep? I mean, like there was no cell phones. Yeah. She had no idea where I could be. I could have been dead in a ditch for all she knew until she heard me walk in the door. I can't even imagine how difficult that must have been back then. And I was a good kid. Yeah. I wasn't Stephanie. You know, oh, we didn't God. know where Stephanie was half the time. She was in Monterey. You know, we never knew where she was. Like, how did our mother survive? And that is why our mother is a shell of a woman. That is why she is so tired all the time yeah. because of what we put her through without technology. Yeah, God, it was. True. I'm just so grateful that I can that I can stalk my child electronically so that I know she's not dead somewhere. Well, I think the thing with mom is, you know. At least I know with me, whenever I... And I didn't stay at home very long past 18. Neither did I. But I mean, at least I was honest about where right. I was. And I think that's the difference is, you know, it's the lying that I cannot handle. I know. And I told her that. And I have a son who is nine. And I would say for the last six months we've been going through this lying phase and oh, no. oh god so i was going to ask you about that not to totally cut yeah. off your story but um, no, no no go ahead because i mean all i wanted to do was say mom i'm sorry <laughs> i wish we had cell phones so you could have texted me and found out where i was right even if i lied to you at least you would know i was alive right so uh, did your kids go through like a lying phase um well i mean if i if i'm going to be really honest malia no but she's the most stable of the four that we have in the house. Right. I mean, that's the truth. You know, her parents have never been divorced. You know, we had our issues, but we never, like, moved out. Nobody moved out or anything. Right. Kenzie is, she's pure sunshine. Mm -hmm. And the child, although lies to me now because she thinks it would just be easier. Yeah. When it comes to, like, where she is because she thinks I won't approve. Like, what am I going to do? You know? She never lied. She always told me everything she did. Right. Even though, but what she basically would do is she would do it 
and then just deal with the carnage afterwards. <laughs> like, she right. would do it and say, yeah, I did it. So she didn't lie. Natalie, she had a major lying problem. Oh, really? Like, she, oh, my God. She was never honest. Even if you, like, were practically torturing her. Yeah. With mental, you know, like... I never threatened her or anything, but I was just like, you have to tell me the truth. Right. She would still lie. Like, you could probably put daggers in her eyes and she would still lie to you when she was a kid. I mean, she was so afraid of being honest. That was a real struggle because she wasn't my daughter. So I couldn't really do anything about it, really. You know, there there weren't too many consequences for a stepchild, mm-hmm. for a stepmom. Sure. Tyler Tyler did not lie until he was older when he was doing things that were clearly against the rules, right. like getting high or right. having sex or whatever. Sure. But he was already in high school. So, so, yes, I do know what it's like to have a kid lie to you at that age. It's very frustrating. Well, and the thing is is he's lying about the dumbest things. Exactly. You know what that I mean? Be... It it would be something like, you know, he he'd get in the car from school and obviously have a look on his face like something happened. <laughs> and yes. I'm like, "What's wrong?" He's like, "Nothing. I just, you know, I'm tired." And, you know, Yeah, I've heard that. I'm and I'm like, nice. "Ren, what's what's going on? You know, I'm I'm not an idiot. I'm your mother. I I know when something's wrong." And so right. then finally, you know, he'd break down and, you know, say something. And I'm like, why did you lie, though, in the beginning? Like, why didn't you tell me the truth, you know, when right. I asked you? Or other stupid things like, I don't know. Uh, did you put your shoes away? Yeah. They're yeah. right here. Oh, um, yeah. Well, I meant the last time. <laughs> or like there was, you know, a show on or like I was just getting ready to change it. And you're like, no, you weren't. You were not getting ready to change it. You know, Yeah, I don't know. I know it's like they're like little white lies. They, and right? that's what they are. I mean, it's mm. there's not ever been like an outright like big lie. You know, it's yeah. just they almost can pass off as excuses, but there's still lies in my opinion. But the default is to tell you something that's not true. Right. It's right off the gate. To 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 deceive me. And I, I don't know. I don't um, like it. And so You know what? Yeah, you're right. I mean, I do remember that being an issue. And so I don't know if it's just because I'm overly harsh, maybe, and so they wanna try and say something to like, you know, lessen the blow or I don't really know what it is but well it's just him though right I mean the other Olivia doesn't lie yet uh no I don't Olivia is like a like Kenzie she'll tell you everything you want to know (laughs) yeah she she hides nothing she overtells I mean she you know tells me things I don't even want to know and overshare yeah I mean I hope she's not one of the people that like has no personal space boundaries she probably will be I mean like what I'm right here I'm not touching you I'm not touching you you know so the other day I I I was in the (laughs) bathroom and I was wiping and you know these are the conversations that you know we have with her and she'll be like she'll walk up to me and she'll be like mom my butt hurts (laughs) I'm just like what do you mean you know I don't understand like how serious is this you know pain in your butt you know like are we talking pediatrician pain or just you know you didn't wipe good enough (laughs) I just the only thing I can say and I don't really know if it works I mean he's he's smart enough and he's old enough to understand that honesty is the best policy and I'm sure you've said the words that all parents have said when they go through a kid who has a lying phase is there's nothing you can tell me that's true that won't get you nearly in as much trouble as if you lie. We have said that countless times. A million times, right? Everyone says it. Honesty is the best policy. Never lie to me when it's not, you know, there's just no, 
need for it. But for me, and it's always been this way, it's like, it's so effing disrespectful. And how can I trust you ever? Like, I can't trust you. Right. How can I tell you? And the thing is, it's like, you know, everybody goes through phases in life where life isn't easy. Right. We all do it. And, you know, we probably lie to our children so that they don't have to understand the reality of the situation. I know some parents who hold nothing back and it stresses their little children out (sighs) to no end. So, yes, you don't tell them. You you omit facts. I mean, sometimes lying is a learned behavior, but I also think that kids, it's... Maybe it's like a control thing. Maybe it's like potty training. I mean, I don't really know. I'm trying to remember how I dealt with it other than basically I would always put the fear of God and it's like, look, you can lie to me, but I'm going to find out eventually and then you're going to be really sorry. Well, and I always just tell them that, you know, whatever it is, like whatever happens to be the truth. I'm like, is that so terrible to tell me? Like, is it, is it like, what are you afraid of? You know, did I, did I flog you with like a, (laughs) you know, a wooden spike or, you know, what have I done in the past that makes you think that lying to me is better? You're right. We always say this. I'm like, whatever you did is understandable, but the lying is inexcusable. And so you're being punished because you lied, not because of, you know, you did X, Y, Z. So it's, I mean, I, it's getting better. I mean, it's, it's not like it's something that, you know, he does on a daily basis, but it's just, you know, it seems to be almost like a crutch or something. But you know what? Kids, all kids do it. I'm not, I'm sure that all, Oh, I'm sure. Well, they all lie. Everybody lies. But like you said, like a crutch. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm sure at least one or two of the kids I've raised have absolutely used gone through the lying phase. Yeah. Malia, she's more like, she just doesn't tell you anything. Like, yeah, she's, just, she's the silent. I, she's but quiet. That would actually and, make me more nervous, I think. Well, it, it concerns me because it's like, I remember I would interrogate, I don't know if you remember this, but I used to interrogate her when she would get home from school, especially in middle school when she first started. She'd come home and she'd be real quiet and I could see that clearly something was bothering her. Right. And I'd be like, how was school? Fine. Well, are you okay? I'm just tired. I'm like, really? Because you seem a little upset. I'm fine, mom. Oh, Did you get? And I used to ask her constantly if she's being bullied. I'd pull over to, on the side of the road and make him tell me. And I'm like, we're not going home until you tell me <laughs> well, what's going on. I never did that because then it's put just too much pressure. Because, I mean, he's, you know, they're little. They're like nine and ten. Uh, they don't true. know that many people. How hard can it be? Well, that <laughs> How is bad true. is the problem? But uh, then I would just go through the gamut of things. I'd be like, did you have to eat alone at lunch today? Did you get in a fight <laughs> with a friend? You know, is someone bullying you? Did a teacher yell at you? Did you get sent to the office? I would go through all the catastrophes that a, a sixth grader could possibly have. Right. And I never, ever got it right. And then she was like, no, mom, I got a D on my test. Ah!" She would cry. And I'm like, oh, "Oh, God, thank God. That's it. Like, I can handle that. Luckily, when they're young, it's their idea of, you know, their world coming down on around them is something so easy to deal with. Oh, yeah. It's not like when, you know, they come home when they're 15, they go, I lost my virginity. All right, mom. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's like, what? So, yeah. Anyway, sorry, mom. One of the best ways to feel pretty at any moment is to master the Ugly Truth Lip and Clip. So get yourself inside the Ugly Mall at UglyTruth.com and click on our Avon link. And now back to the Ugly Truth. Okay. 
Okay, so July 4th, uh, I had a migraine the whole weekend of July 4th, actually. Oh, okay. So July 4th came, and I managed to uh, subside the pain long enough to, you know, make some yummy food for everybody. Um, uh, Natalie, the 21-year-old, or 20-year-old, although she's 21 today, came over with her, with our friend Brooke, and they came out and they lit off some fireworks I did my very first Periscope. Have you heard of Periscope? I have, but you know, it's only an iPhone feature. So oh, it's not. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah. I was going to ask I you I tried that, to download actually. it like a, like a month or two ago and oh, I couldn't bummer. do it. Yes. Yeah, so Periscope is that thing where you can live video yeah. things. And I've actually really started to enjoy it July 4th because I didn't feel well. We didn't go anywhere anyway. It's just one of those unsafe holidays to go gallivanting about. Yeah, I'm not a fan. At least around here, it's never safe. So I was watching on Periscope, I was watching all the San Francisco fireworks. I was I watched the New York fireworks. LA had shitty fireworks. But everybody, you know, is showcasing, especially in San Francisco, all these people that live on the hill. And they're like, oh, look at Treasure Island's fireworks. I mean, it's so cool to see. And they're all live. That's what's yeah. so great about it is you're watching a live stream. So I live streamed. We bought, well, the kids bought one firework. And they said, we're going to set it off. We're like, okay. So did you watch the video? I did. Yeah. Okay. I, so I, it's it was sideways. Okay. Yeah. I, because... I didn't realize that Periscope is literally the only thing that you shouldn't give yourself the long, you know, the lengthened version of your camera. Right. You're supposed to hold it upright instead of landscape. So I did it. And then suddenly the fireworks shifted into third gear and turned into this giant, huge wave of sparkles. And I was super close to it. Yeah. <laughs> I got started getting pelted oh. with sparkle. And so I had to back up. And so I'm screaming. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Backing up the whole way. It was really funny. But we had like 10 people watch it and laugh and they thought it was hilarious. Yay. I'm like, 10 people saw my Periscope. I'm so cool now. How I'm all funny. into tech. What did you do? I had mentioned that Victor's daughter, who's 12, she was coming in from Texas. And so right? she literally flew in on 4th of July and oh. her plane landed at 830 at night in Oakland. Okay. And so we were in Oakland, California, picking her up, and then we were driving back. I mean, we were close to San Francisco, but it was still kind of like dusky. Like, yeah. it wasn't really like nighttime yet. No, they usually don't start to like 9.30. Yeah. And so we were driving back, but I mean, as we drove through each little mini city, we saw, oh. you know, a series of fireworks. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it was kind of neat. So we ultimately stopped. I think we stopped in Tracy. You probably and, saw all of them. Yeah. And so, and well, then the next day I was reading about, you know, all these shootings and all this stuff through <sighs> all these cities that we had passed through. And I'm like, well, I'm glad we didn't stop. Yeah, there was a lot of violence in Nor Northern California. <laughs> The big fireworks show that we've I've been to a couple of times when I used to work for um, the radio stations. Mm -hmm. uh, we used to host those because they would simulcast the music that they would play in, yeah. in accordance with the fireworks display. And um, that one got cut short like halfway through because a mortar was misfired and started a grass fire. Oh, for heaven's So they sakes. literally shut down the show and everybody had to leave. I can't even imagine what that would have been like. Pro hurting all those people out of there i would have been like this isn't safe 
because you just never know. And that's the funny thing is we were driving back. We could tell the difference between like people who bought their fireworks at the fireworks stand and the people who didn't buy their fireworks <laughs> at the fireworks stand. Like maybe they went to Nevada somewhere or else. Something. Because those yeah. ones caught some air and like shot it, you know, in the sky. And I'm like, oh, those ones you don't typically see in a neighborhood. No, you don't. <laughs> so. I remember one year we when we lived next to Pat and Julie, our most favorite neighbors we've ever had in our life. Mm-hmm. We had a couple of really great Fourth of Julys. Yeah, I went to uh, one. Oh, of, yeah. I think one of they, yours. they were so fun. Kids everywhere. Food. I mean, there was a pool and horseshoes and alcohol. And it was yeah. just such a everybody's house was open. You could just wander in and out. It was so fun. I remember one year, because Daryl's big on bottle rockets, he loves them because they remind him of his childhood. Oh, okay. And we had some one year because the guy down the street, he used to drive to Nevada and buy illegal fireworks and then bring them back for the block party. Interesting. So we would get Coke bottles, like the glass bottles, Mm -hmm. and we'd put bottle rockets in and we'd shoot them up in the air. Wow. We can't do that now. I mean, something would catch on fire. But back then when we had water, you know, we could get away with it. But yeah, we we had some great times. And I do miss the time period when when fireworks weren't illegal, where you could actually get some really cool ones. Right. But now it's just so regulated. You can't do any of that without breaking the law. Well, and all of them, to me, I mean, they end in that terrible scream, like that screechy scream. I hate that. (laughs) And my kids, like, they were saying, Mom, do you remember that one time we did Fourth of July at our house? And, you know... one time you you guys hid in the house? And I'm like, yeah, when you guys went into the house and, like, watched from the kitchen window and I was outside by myself lighting (laughs) off all those fireworks i'm like that's not gonna happen again ever it just i was so mad because i spent you know we went there and they were just like oh yes get the purple rains and the you know they were all excited into it the red devils and all these you know whatever fireworks and then you know after the first firework they put their chairs at the top like sitting on the front porch and i'm like get Get down here. Watch like, these. Oh, we're scared. And then eventually they wound up inside at the front window and they were still plugging their ears. I could oh, see God. them from inside and I'm just like, this is ridiculous. So I was lighting them. But all the neighbors came outside and like, do you care if we watch your fireworks? I'm like, no, that's fine. So I was like lighting oh. fireworks for the whole neighborhood. Jeez. Oh, and your kids are in there going, hope you're having fun, mom. <laughs> was, we're fine in here. It was not how I imagined it. But, you know. <laughs> it wasn't the... It wasn't the uh, Americana July 4th that you were expecting. No, it wasn't. But, no you Rockwell know, paintings that night. I think there's, you know, some 4th of July's that are better than others. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, okay, now I've been saying this for forever. It's called Thinning of the Herd. It's basically people who are just too dumb to live. <laughs> now, I realize that these are someone's relatives yes. and that they are devastated by these stupid, stupid things. Um, it's been told a million times, but there was a, a kid who was super drunk in Maine, and he decided it would be funny to launch a mortar firework off of his head. I'm, and I'm now still his trying friends, to understand how that works, but well, I think in other states where fireworks aren't illegal, like they are here, you can buy these launchers to okay. launch fireworks up into the air. Is my assumption okay? And they're probably the portable ones. You can probably buy them at fireworks stores or stands. And, and so I think there's these launchers. They probably look like potato cannons, essentially. And you put them in there, and then they they take off and they go up in the air. So this Fulio 
you know, his friends are saying, well, he was just kidding. He wasn't actually going to do it. If he had done it on purpose, it would be suicide. I'm like, yes, but he was drunk and dumb and he did it thinking it would be hysterical. And he blew his head off, essentially. Right. He was was killed instantly. And what's really funny, which I read today, is that he played Gaston at Walt Disney World for a time. From Beauty and the Beast. Okay. He was a cute guy. Yeah, no, I mean, I saw his picture. He was very handsome. And, and, you know, and it's sad because drunkenness brings out the worst in most people. You know, I don't, I mean, yes, we can all be friendly and funny, but we're essentially friendly and funny only to ourselves or the other drunk person you're with. You're still stupid. It just was not a smart thing to be doing. And No, and it's sad that he paid with his life. I mean, my God. Yeah, that's just, I mean, that's terrible yes and so i know it's been told to death but you know unfortunately when you are too stupid to live this is what happens to you so yes yeah luckily he didn't have children or a wife and then there was the fool uh in texas who decided to one up an alligator and was killed in front of hundreds of people eating at a restaurant because (laughs) he didn't want to obey the signs and he said you know what f that alligator and he jumped in the water and the alligator's like all right meal time i just don't too stupid to live, Paula. I know. I'm just like, people think. <laughs> just think for a moment. You know, like, you're not the crocodile hunter. And even if you were the crocodile hunter, he's dead. <laughs> and he, yes, he You know, was. I he mean, is. like, that's. Learn. Geez, Learn, people. Learn from other people's mistakes. If you've never handled a crocodile before, why would you just fling Suddenly. your plump body it's like, you know, throwing a hot dog at a dog. I know. Why would you do that? And, he, and the alligators was happy to oblige. He's like, well, I haven't had anything to eat today. They feed me, you know, ribs occasionally. But yeah, I'll do this. Finally, um, I read about this uh, kid who was just signed to the NFL. Actually, he was picked up by the NFL. He hadn't signed the papers yet. He was going to sign a deal that was worth about $14.5 million. He, you know, shocking. He lives in Florida. Oh, God. He got excited, celebrated, blew half his hand off. Doing what? Fireworks. Oh, God. So now, of course, his his contract is in jeopardy. Of course. Because he doesn't have a hand. (laughs) Dumb. Right? Dumb. I, I just, hope it was worth it, fool. You have a whole you have a whole year to learn safety, proper <laughs> safety procedures in in using fireworks. Well, all I can tell you is that if you can't survive a holiday, then you know, save home. Godspeed. <laughs> right. You're really saving us all by going ahead and knocking yourself out of the human species. Don't you know? Don't reproduce. Just call it a day and let the rest of us move forward yeah, because really. you are literally too stupid to live. But you know what? I'm sorry for your family that they have to have this in their life because I know. It's, I mean, it's terrible. like, it's like that boy ain't right. It's just well, like I can't believe, now. you know, being that kid's parents and being like, oh well, my, my son's dead because he decided to launch a firework off his head. <laughs> How do you tell people that without laughing? I just lie and say he died of cancer. <laughs> That's well. At least you'd get a lot more sympathy. Probably. A lot of sympathy. Yeah. it's It would be difficult. Although, I was going to tell you, um, you know, our mom came over to visit me. I had been avoiding her for almost a month. Why? Because I just... Our visits and our phone calls are so intense. You know how it is when we get together. All no, of us. I not agree. just our mom. Yeah, it's exhausting. It's like, it 
takes a week to recover from a visit. Yeah. You know, which is why you and I record separately in separate rooms and separate homes and separate towns. towns. (laughs) Because it's just it's just too much. And you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way because the visits are awesome. And what's great about it, and I know mom feels the same way. She comes, she visits, we're together, we re- we rehash everything, and then we don't have to talk for like three weeks. Right. We're good, you know, and that's just the way it works in our family. I don't know why, and I don't care. It's fine with me. So she called me, daughter, what are you doing? And I'm like, um, well, I'm on my way to the store because we're out of milk because the children are home from school and they just glug it down as if we have a cow in the back. Right. Like just unending supply of milk. And she goes, oh, well, I was thinking I could come by today and and just say hi. I'm like, yeah, sure. When? She goes, I don't know, like 10? I said, yeah, I'll be around. Sure. So she shows up at 940. Of course. And she comes in. She left at 3. Oh, my God. (laughs) She was there all day. Now, I'm not complaining. It was a very pleasant visit. We gossiped. We talked about, you know, her life, which is, you know, got all kinds of excitement in it for somebody who's retired. And and I found it compelling. And, you know, Daryl made lunch because he was working from home that day. I mean, it was a great day for sure. She left and I was exhausted. I know she was, too. No doubt. Oh, I remember her leaving thinking... You know what, though? This is good because we, 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 we visited for like seven hours and now she's good and I'm good and we won't have to talk for like two weeks. You know what that reminds me of is when we used to go visit grandma. Like yeah. We would leave, you know, early in the morning and we'd get there, you know, probably around lunchtime and we'd, you know, be there five, six hours or whatever. And then we'd mm-hmm. come back home. Yeah. It was an all-day thing. Yeah, and then we wouldn't have to do it again for like three or four months. Yeah. And that's just the way it was. So, oh, I was going to tell you. Okay, so our mom is a conser- is very conservative uh, Christian. Yes. I mean, that's not the religion, but she's a conservative woman. Right. But she is a woman, and she is quite liberal when it comes to her social thinking. I mean, she is conservative because of her faith, but she's not oblivious to... You know, because she lived through the 60s. Right. She lived through the ERA. She lived through women's lib- the women's lib movement. So she's very f- feminist in her ways. She always surprises me. Like we were talking. Now, she has cut the cord on cable. She does uh, Netflix only. Okay. Which is really cool. And then, of course, they have their the local channels. So she's pretty much watched everything on Netflix. So she says, do you think that I would like that show Grace and Frankie? <laughs> What is that? Grace and Frankie is the one I was telling you about with Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, where the husbands leave them because they're in love with each other. Oh, they were doctors or lawyers. Lawyers. Okay. She goes, well, you know, I started to watch it and, you know, 15 minutes in, Jane Fonda says the F word and I just turned it off because I'm like, people don't talk like that in real life. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I think I remember that. I said, but I watched the entire season and I'm telling you. I don't, she goes, look, I can get through the gay thing. That doesn't bother me, which was shocking. And I said, okay. Well, because I forget our mother was a pseudo hippie. The girls aren't gay, are they? No, the husbands are. And what's funny is that I forget that our mom was a hippie, essentially, in the 70s. I mean, I was born in the 70s, and trust me, I only had carob chocolate, dried fruits, 
you know, my candy was banana chips and dried apples. Right. You know, God's candy. I never had real candy. Right. In fact, when I was in grade school and kids would go to the store across the street, the 7-Eleven, they would buy tangy taffy. Yeah. I would take quarters from home to buy it because I'd never had it before. <laughs> I wasn't allowed. You know, so it was a big deal. So... I forget that she's actually quite more accepting than she may let on at times. She's like, oh, I can get over the gay thing. That's not even the problem. And she goes, it's the profanity that I have a problem with because it's just so uncivilized. I said, well, if you can get through the profanity, mom, I think you'll really like it. Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin are, are they're hilarious. They're right. really, really fun. She goes, okay, well, then I'll try it again. I said, okay, cool. She goes, and the other one that I'm really going to start to get into is House of Cards. <laughs> That is so funny. And I said, really? She goes, have you seen it? And I go, well, uh, yes. Yes, I have. I've seen all three seasons. And she's like, well, what do you think of it? And I said, well, it is incredibly adult. You're an adult. And I'm trying to figure out, because I'm now I'm like filing through all the seasons and all the episodes trying to think of the profanity or the nudity or the bisexuality right. or whatever. And I'm thinking, okay, realistically, you will love the show. I know she would. Right. This is a woman who used to watch and listen to Richard Pryor. Right. Every day. I mean, she loved Richard Pryor and, and George Carlin and, mm -hmm. you know, so I know that she is capable of enjoying it and loving it, but she's changed so much. It's hard because it's like, wait, this is, this is a woman who was a Bible, th like really hardcore Bible thumper not too long ago. And now she's just like opening up her world to all of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, really? It's weird. And I'm like, welcome, welcome to the world of Netflix. You're going to love it. I wouldn't offer her Orange is the New Black because I don't think she would be able to get through that. But no, I'm I. Well, I mean, I've is, not seen it, but I mean, it's it's like, isn't it all lesbian stuff? It is. Yes. And that's fine. But there's a lot of sex scenes and oh God. <laughs> stuff like that. I don't think she can handle it. I think that. No, I you know what? I, I consider myself a pretty open person. I don't like watching sex scenes of any kind, gay, straight, or otherwise. It, I'm always a little uncomfortable <laughs> when they happen. Oh, They're not titillating to me. So, you know, I don't think she would enjoy it very I much. think she would freak out. She'd be like, what is this filth? No, she she doesn't say it like that. She's just like, well, I'm not watching this. <laughs> she just turns it off. She's like, ugh. Yeah, but I think if, I, if she can get through those two shows, I mean, I am impressed. I am an impressed person with our mother. It sounds like I'm the only one that isn't watching House of Cards. <sighs> Paula, you're, you will love it. You will love it. Well, I'll have to try it. I mean. Try the first season. Just do the first season. Don't you like Kevin Spacey? No, I do. It's oh, not then you that, have to. It's not that I don't. It's just a matter of, you know, try my, my reasons are dumb. It's trying to figure out how to turn the PlayStation on and how to find the stupid <laughs> Netflix and then, like, search yeah. for it. And, you know, it's just, it's it's easier just to watch television. I'll be honest with you. 90% of the time, I have to have Daryl set it up for me before I can watch anything. I mean, it's the, and then once it's on, I can watch it's it. It's such an ordeal, though, you know? It is I an mean, ordeal. It's it is, easier just me. to sit there and surf, you know, the cable than it is to do the netflix thing but one of the best things that ever happened in my house recently was the um the voice command on the new xbox one that daryl has hooked up to every contraption See, i that thought has you to didn't do with television. like that hold on it broke oh so you can't <laughs> yell at the television to turn on anymore 
God. It is so great. All of a sudden, the whole Xbox off. Yes. It's over. <laughs> it doesn't happen anymore. Good. It is so awesome. I love it. I'm like, oh, thank God. And Daryl is just like dejected. I and I said, <laughs> how come you're not yelling at the TV? He goes, oh, someone broke it. And I said, oh, thank God. Glad. Can we just use a clicker again? How can you break a voice command? It's not broken. I don't know. I, you know what? I don't know. He will figure it out. I really just don't care anymore. I'm just glad that no one's yelling at the television. It's awesome. Right. That's funny. Okay, so before we get too far into the show, let's discuss the celebrity news of the week because there have been quite a few things. Yes. Let's start with the easy stuff because I know you want to talk a little bit more about the Courtney and Scott thing. Right. First and foremost, super sad, Amanda Peterson has died. She was only 43. Shocking. I know. Um, she played Cindy Mancini in Can't Buy Me Love, and I know everybody's been talking about it off and on, mostly people our age, because she was probably one of those girls. I mean, like, I never related to Molly Ringwald. I always thought she was some of, somewhat of a bitch in all of her movies. Well, she was a like, She was never a happy person in any of those John Hughes movies. She was always negative. She was like the original emo girl. Yeah. But Cindy Mancini was a cheerleader, beautiful peppy happy you know even though she had her problems obviously she drove like the little volkswagen cabriolet that everybody wanted she had cool clothes you know she was funny and i don't know i just that was one of my most favorite i mean everybody wanted to be her yeah everybody wanted to find their nerd to turn into a cool kid i mean and she's just which is funny that that patrick dempsey was the nerd but and you know what he really wasn't very attractive back then now he's gorgeous uh yeah he's grown into his looks i guess oh, he's very he's very attractive i mean no now he, he even, is yeah yeah but back then i didn't i mean i thought he had good hair but his his nose was just too much for me well, and he was too thin he hadn't grown into his body yet no he was a kid yeah so yes amanda peterson who was found dead by her father actually apparently she had a, a second husband and two children but they don't really mention she really like super retired from show business like in 94 yeah so like everybody i don't know if you did this but i started to google her to see if i could find any recent photos of her oh i hadn't no they're saying that she had pneumonia or something um you know sounded like it sounded like i mean not that they said it but i mean to me it sounded like maybe she had some sort of like autoimmune illness or something like that I'm not really sure, but I will say this. I Googled her, I looked through images, and I did find some photos of her from 2012. Oh, okay. She was doing some photographs for a gentleman in Colorado who... Have you ever heard of the Suicide Girls? Yes. Okay, they're the tattooed... You know, they're like the anti-Playboy bunny. Right. They're sexy girls with that are, you know, tattooed up and stuff. Well, he kind of does that okay and so the girls he you know the girls he photographs semi-nude uh tattooed you know brightly colored punk rocky hair you know stuff like that and so when i found them i'm like oh my god am i gonna find you know a tatted up you know cindy mancini so i found the photos of her uh no nudes but she looks rough oh really i mean yes and that was three years ago she looks like she's seen some things and done some things she's she's pretty rough and i was saddened because you know you could tell like maybe her teeth weren't so great and she just had that real weary look about her 
little druggy looking. And was really shocking. Because, you know, she was so young and vibrant when we saw her. Right. And, you know, at 40, this this means she was probably 39 or 40. She looked she looked older than I do. Wow. I mean, she, she looked old. Like, life had been hard for her. Yeah. And I'm like, God, that makes me so sad. I was hoping to find really sexy photos of her even as an, a just as a woman i mean she's not fat she she's still very she was still very thin mm-hmm. but she looked like like she was posed on a on a motorcycle with thigh high boots and tight jeans and then there's a picture of her in a um, cobra convertible cobra with her legs kind of spread open and her belly's kind of like her skinny belly is kind of out and i'm like oh my god she's just she looks like maybe she drinks too much or she does a little too oh, much maybe meth or something i don't know i remember I mean, reading an article about her in the mid 90s and yeah. they were doing like a follow-up or a check-in because that's when she had kind of gone off the grid right and she was pretty hippy dippy back then and so um yeah. so well, yeah changed. i'm sad to hear that you know she didn't stick with a healthier lifestyle maybe she did like the pill popping thing if she's ill if she has like illnesses maybe, maybe she i don't know I, I mean, I hope it was, you know, like, you know, nat, quote unquote natural causes, like she had a real illness or something. I mean, I hope she wasn't like a drug addict or something and she died from an OD. And the, the thing that's kind of weird is if she was married with two kids and her dad found her and she had been dead for a couple of days, like, why didn't her family yeah, see her? Yeah, where was like, the husband and Where two were kids? they? Exactly. And so, you know, it's just, it's really tragic and super sad and ridiculously way too young. Way, yeah. Way too young. And I just, it makes me sad when things like that happen. Yeah. When we see people that we've known and just absolutely adored. Yeah. When we were growing bad. up. Yeah. Okay. And the other thing is, now, I don't know. <laughs> this is something that I wanted to tell you about. There have been photographs surfacing of Katy Perry and John Meyer together again. I saw one yesterday and yes. I just was like... Why? Not even, like, it's not even that I cared. I was just like, I don't give two squirts about these two people. And, you know, if they're still together, big deal, you know? like Yeah. This is why I mentioned it. He has this habit of revisiting exes. They always go two rounds with John Mayer. It's never just a one and done. Like, even Jessica Simpson dated him. They broke up. And got back together again for a very brief period of time right. before she moved on. It's almost like, I don't know what he does or says to get these women to go around two with them, but they do. And they always come back for a second trip. I don't get it. Even Taylor Swift. I mean, they all went back for like a like a blip of time. And then they remember why they hated him so much. And then they leave. It's so weird. He has this really weird... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Not routine, but this... This power over them or something. Yeah, but what is it? It's like, I I almost want to know, like, can someone please inform me, educate me on John Mayer? Like, what is it about him I couldn't that tell makes you. these women I could return? Never, I could never get past the large head. <clears throat> me either. And he looks... You know what? He just doesn't look clean to me. And he's I got mean, a no weird... Does, but... I mean, all guitar players have the weird guitar face, but his is, like, really super ugly. <laughs> he does contort quite a bit. His face looks almost liquidified. It's just... I'm like, God. It's like... Yeah. reminds me of that movie, The Mask, with... Uh, yes. With uh, Jim Carrey. All right. Well, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Courtney and Scott, Dizdick, are no longer. If they're, they're officially broken up. They're officially apart 
Now, 10 years, three kids, a lot of smarmy talk, Mm -hmm. a lot of, uh, you know, bad behavior. Mm -hmm. And she's finally kicked him to the curb. I read today that it was for her children's sake. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that probably is the most hurtful is the fact that, you know, and guys are all this way. They rebound, like, immediately. They don't wait for bodies to cool. Right. They run to the first available person. So in that aspect, that's got to hurt. Well, supposedly the girl that he was photographed with, and I I read this somewhere, don't, you know, so take it for yeah. what it is, is a girl that he dated before he got with Courtney. Yes, I did. It's an ex-girlfriend. Right. Like she's a model or something. And when he was on the vacation, he was telling people he was newly single. So yes. maybe they hadn't officially called it. But I mean, he hadn't been home in a month. So I mean, I what do you do? I mean, she has to. And then here's the thing is, is like they both had a problem with letting go. But she's mm-hmm. particularly was the one that had a problem with letting things go. Because right. I mean, he's had poor behavior before. But I've always been kind of like Team Scott in the sense that he obviously has an addiction problem, but it was magnified by the fact that, you know, he has three children with a woman who refuses to marry him. And in fact, he's gave her the second baby with the notion that they were going to get married. And then she didn't. And then she said, I'm not doing it. And then in the same then later, he loses both his parents I remember. And he's an only child. And so, and he's with this family, you know, that is basically, they're falling apart, you know? And so I'm not like, I'm not, uh, you know, condoning his behavior, but I can understand why he's doing what he's doing. Now, abandoning your children or being gone for a month, I don't understand that. But I think the problem is, is that, like most divorces or breakups or whatever, women tend to believe that they're an extension of their children. And yeah. so for him to come see the kids, he'd have to deal with her. Right. And, you know, eventually, hopefully they'll get to a point where kind of like Mariah Carey and Nick Cannon are right now. Like, you know. They don't see each other at all. Yeah. Like the kids don't really have anything to do with their past. Like, yes, they created the kids in their past relationship, but, you know, for Nick to spend time with his children, he doesn't have to have Mariah around, you know? Or, well, that requires both both parties moving on. And so I think that there will come a time, but I think right now that's impossible. So for Scott to come back and see the kids, right. you know, he's going to have to deal with Courtney and her negativity and her... I'm not, you know, you know I'm not entirely convinced that they're done for good personally i'm not either i've seen in my own life i've seen this go rounds i mean what are they nine years in and three kids and i mean come on we don't know these people at all i i do think that being affiliated with the kardashians is a strange anomaly it's not normal they are very they are literally the one percent of of families in this world right you know they have too much money to spend, too much publicity to get out from under their, their own selves. And people like Scott, who love the attention, by the way, it's not like he didn't love it. No, he did. Um, now, you know, of all the people that are staying private and not making any mention of it, it's Courtney and her sisters. Like, nobody's saying anything about it. Right. Totally private. And it's like, God forbid, you're actually protecting your children from the future because mm-hmm. they're going to go back and have to see 
all of this. Right. And, you know, if this is legitimately the last time you guys are going to be apart, then, you know, yeah, shut up and just work itself out. If you just can't handle only getting your ugly truth one time a week, make sure to hang out with the Uggs on their social networks. Visit UglyTruth.com and click on the Facebook and Twitter buttons to friend and follow the show. If you do, there's a good chance you'll hear all about their ugly and awkward moments as they happen. Plus, you can share yours with us. Go to UGLEETruth.com or search for us on Facebook and Twitter. And now, back to the truth. these blurbs about Tom Cruise leaving Scientology because he can't see his daughter. I hope that's true. Why wouldn't he be able to see his daughter? Because Because she's not being raised as a Scientologist and um, she's she's getting older. She's a PS or whatever they call that. Yeah, and you know, I don't know. Some of the details of the reasons why seem completely hard to figure. I mean, how would anybody know the reasons why anybody would leave their religion at, at such a detailed level? Like, he Skypes and talks to his daughter. He found out, you know, he real he suddenly realized that he's never seen his daughter do ballet or, you know, been involved in any of her school activities and he started to cry. And it's like, how do we all know? How do we know this? Like, who who was with him and leaked that to some tabloid? I was like, I, I hope that if he, if he's leaving this group, it's because he has decided he no longer wants to be affiliated with it. Right. Not because of these little details that we're supposedly privy to. I don't think that's true, personally. But if he does choose to divorce himself from this group, good. Great. Well, it wouldn't shock me because no, he's made an attempt to leave before. And yes, he did. When he was with Nicole Kidman. Right. And so I wouldn't be surprised if he... Yeah. And I don't know how old he is, but I mean, at a certain point, he's fifty something. You, at a certain age, you start to recognize the things that you were doing. They just don't. Mm. Some things just don't make sense anymore. Yeah, you know. Well, you know his shitty movie choices. No, <laughs> actually, what's funny is Daryl loves all of the movies he's in. All he's the Mission a, Impossible he's a really, and all that. He's a really good actor. Yeah, and what sucks is that because of the, his personal choices being so public, it affects his star ability like his ability to be an actor yeah but i mean he's also the one that you know i mean he needed a better pr person to stop him from you know well doing jumping cartwheels on a yellow couch or whatever else he was doing i know you know and it's so sad those things will haunt him his whole that's what he's known for i know he's he's had like a 30 year you know movie career (laughs) and he'll be known for jumping on a yellow couch on oprah oprah i know (laughs) i know it's it's terrible that is terrible i hope i never have that moment in my life where i'm like no for something stupid. <laughs> well, let's see. Would you like to go straight into the ugly and awkward moment? Yeah, we could, yeah, we could go ahead and do that. At least there's multiple, so oh, we, they could write a book on our ugly and awkward moments. So I mean, there wouldn't just be one standalone. But yes, well, why don't we go ahead and start the ugly and awkward moment of the week? Go ahead. <laughs> Okay, so it's 
recently here in Sacramento, it's just been devastatingly hot. This week, actually, it's not so bad. But last week, I mean, we were in triple digits like four of the seven days, I think. It's like 109. It was ridiculous. And so, as I've mentioned before, I have gained some weight because of a a medication I'm on. And none of my clothes fit. And so... I'm like I have to I have to buy some clothes to cover my body because I just I don't have anything to wear. I literally have nothing <laughs> to wear. I'm just like I have to get some shorts and I I need to find at at whatever cost. So I hate shorts. I forced myself to I went to Target cuz I was just like we were there um getting some other things and I'm just like mm-hmm. and they had a 50% off sale on shorts oh cool and so I was like oh well that's not so bad so I'm picking out the shorts you know at, at the size that I think I am mm-hmm. and so I have like six pairs of shorts because I'm just like when I go shopping and try clothes on once I get into the dressing room I'm only going there once I'm not doing no, you're not I'm not, you're not flitting about I'm not doing it again and it's not like Target has a hostess who will go get you a different size those days <laughs> have passed i don't there know are no any hostess <laughs> no <laughs> they don't even give you a number at target you could go in there with 30 items and they wouldn't no, care it's it's a free-for-all and i also had to try and get a new bra because i've been wearing like extenders on my bras oh. and they're just too tight they don't you fit need, you need a you need a bra for this phase of your life right and so okay. Altogether, I'm very frustrated because I'm just angry that I have to spend money on clothes yeah. for this body. Because I know, right, because you know, it's temporary. I know that. I know that when sucks. I go off this medication, I will never have to look at. It's those like being pregnant. Again. It pretty much. It's temporary, and you know, you're like, I, I resent the fact that I have to buy clothes for this very short window of time. Yeah, it's just so, so I had Ryan and Olivia with me, and so we're in the family dressing room, and Ryan's, like, facing the opposite direction, because... (laughs) I shall avert my eyes. Well, he could hardly handle himself when we were in the bra department. (laughs) Oh, God, how funny. It's just like, he, if he could have crawled in a corner and died, he would have. Welcome to the world of having females in your home, little man. It just, it is, I know. It is what it is. The next next worst thing would have been if I had gone down, like, the tampon aisle or something like like that. really loud. Ryan, can you go get me those extra large maxi pads over there? He would have run away. He would have, like... He just would have, I don't know what he would have done. So He would have lied to you. I'm, there aren't any. We're in, They're out. We're in the family dressing room. And, yes. you know, he's sitting opposite. Well, I, there's two mirrors in the dressing room. There's one on one side and one on the other. Okay. So I'm looking in this mirror and I'm getting pissed off because all the shorts I picked are too small. And I'm Ugh. like, it, it just... I, the moment had like that, you know, flash over where all of a sudden I see women's world, like flash up before my eyes or, or I'm torrid or anything like torrid that. In the mall. I'm just like, I can't be that. I can't be to that point, you know. Learner. And so Lane Bryant, anything. Lane Bryant. That's And Lane so Bryant. I'm ripping the shorts off. And goes. when I did, my underwear <laughs> came down. <laughs> So, oh God! Well, fortunately, Ryan was facing away, but unfortunately, he was facing the mirror, and so mirror, all so he, he could see full. was my big butt. In the <laughs> Did he freak out? He, he tried to look like elsewhere because he's just like I don't, you know, he's 
Where do I do? I saw him scrambling like, oh my God, you know. And so I looked at him and I'm like, sorry, son. He's like, it's okay, mom. Oh, God. So, at least he was a gentleman and he didn't lose his mind. I just saw I, your butt. And I was just telling Victor, I'm like, if I'm going to weigh this much, I wish I could, I could decide where the weight goes. Because yeah. my butt like is, in your butt? It's, it's like, I feel like SpongeBob. I was just square, <laughs> you know, and flat. There's, you know, nothing, it has no dimension. So, anyways, I accidentally booned my son, and... Well, that's a... Poor kid. God, he's gonna need therapy. I just, and I think what made it worse is I was already feeling big and fat, and so when I pulled the shorts down, and my underwear came with it, I'm just like... I might as well be those people that just, you know, wear moo-moos and, you know, flip-flops and, (laughs) you know, like... Yes. Those giant underwear. In fact, I was thinking about when we were little and we used to have to go to the bra section. Yeah. Because I was I was thinking to myself, I'm like, well, where am I going to go where I can get like a good bra? And so I was thinking like JCPenney or something. <laughs> where they can go, they can assist you with bra fitting. And I'm just like, I remember being little and shopping with mom and, you mm-hmm. know, being in the bra section and we'd like be laughing at like how big the underwear were. Or, oh, God, we used to we used to crack jokes constantly. Or like the we giant, like, you know, triple D cups. We'd like put them on as hats. We'd be like, hey, look at me. Look at my ears. And mom would be like. Pearls. Where'd you get that? Put that back. Go hang that Ladies, up. Put that away. People put those on their bodies. <laughs> you don't know who's here. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, you need to behave like young ladies. <laughs> I can't take you anywhere. Mom, Go sit down. Mom, oh, God. I'm, I'm Holly Hobby. Look at it. I'm Prairie oh, Dawn. God. Constantly, <laughs> constantly. It's like, hey, you want to wear these giant things? <laughs> God, we dun, find dun, the dun, biggest, dun. silkiest pair of underwear we could manage. manage. Flesh colored, thin <laughs> balloons. It reminds underwear. me of Shallow Hal where she's holding the <laughs> underwear up and he's like, you're building a parachute? <laughs> God, that was so funny. He's like, here we go. He's like, come, come here, Houdini. What, what is this? It's like, how did you do this? I know. I love that movie, actually. That movie is so funny. It's the only movie Gwyneth Paltrow has done that I absolutely liked. Yeah, actually, I forgot she was in it. She's the fat girl. Yeah. She's the, she's a, uh, I don't remember Rosemary. Rosemary. Oh, God. Rosemary. Yes. <laughs> That's her name. Okay. <clears throat> this is short. Okay. It was an ugly and awkward moment for me. Luckily, the victim was, uh, who knows me very well, knows me well enough to know that it wasn't intentional uh, offensive. (laughs) Okay. But in my heart and my mind, I was panicking. (laughs) Okay. I have a hairdresser who is half Caucasian, half Chinese. And gay. (laughs) And gay. But none of that bothers me. What? That's just like a landmine for you. (laughs) As far as saying the wrong thing, yes. However, the, you know, the gay thing is easy because they're not offended by anything. I mean, at this, at this salon, I mean, nothing. And they're so cool that nothing offends them. He he talks all the time about how he's like the worst gay he knows. Because, you know, the gay pride parade was like a week or so ago in San Francisco. It happened the day after the court ruling. So what? You're like not a real gay if you don't go or something? Well, producer Deb had wristbands to go to the gay pride parade and sit in the vip section oh because of his work 
and our daughter went and had a good time because <clears throat> it was safe. You know, you're not you're not in the throngs of people, and you get a front row view of everything. That sounds like something you would have liked. No, I mean. Of all the events that I have access to if I wanted to go to them, the Gay Pride Parade is not one that's on the top of my list. It just isn't. And it has nothing to do with anything other than I don't I'm just not into that melee, the the big the crowds, the the revelry, the drunkenness and the it's kind of like the Times Square thing. It just doesn't right. appeal to me. It's just not for me. Is that why I, you didn't respond to my email when I asked if you wanted to go see Michael McDonald and Boss Gaz? Paula, I, I don't, I don't know why you want to do that. Is it because it's a joke? No, like it would be so funny. St- you know what? If I asked Stephanie to go, she would be like, I "Yes, I want to go so bad." Wait, so Boss Gags and Michael? You know what? I would go see Michael McDonald. I, I love Gags Michael has like McDonald. Two songs that I like. I like Michael McDonald. Boss Gags. I only really know the one song. Lido. Whoa. No. Oh, okay. You're thinking so maybe of, I know um, too. Love, look what you've done to done me. To me. I never, never thought I'd fall. As long as they weren't any of the songs that mom used to listen to and cry. I think she only <laughs> did that with Kenny Rogers. Oh, but God. Well, I mean, other than that, oh, no, no, no. Charlie Rich, actually. Charlie, Charlie Rich is what made her cry. I didn't know that. It was during the time when her and dad were breaking up sure. for the 10th Well, time. I thought it was air supply, but I could be wrong. No, air supply was in her angry, rebellious phase when she was over it. She was a divorcee man. Could have fooled me <laughs> by listening to that crap. But anyways. Girl, you're every woman in the world to me. She must have been seeing someone. <laughs> Probably. It was during the urban cowboy phase as well. Oh, so Yeah, okay. We went through all the phases with her uh, musically. Anyway... Back to the story. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. Yeah. So I can say anything and nothing offends him. Like, he doesn't think of it in, in, in an offensive way at all. So he had had some cosmetic surgery done. Oh. He had had his eyelids lifted, which was ironic because you and I were just talking about that. Oh, okay. Remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. He had told me, we play uh, the dice game online. We play dice with friends all the time. Okay. And so... We had called to make an appointment or something. His assistant had said, oh, he's having surgery that week. How about the following week? And so I messaged him in the game and said, hey, you're having surgery? Like, are you all right? And he's like, oh, new eyes. And I went, oh, okay. So a couple of days later, I had my appointment, which was not even not even a week ago. And I went in and I said, so you had your eyes done? He goes, yeah, look. And he took off his glasses, so obviously he didn't have LASIK. He said, I had my eyelids done. And so he goes, can't you tell the difference? And I go, oh, yeah, you have round eyes. <laughs> Jamie. Oh, God. And I said it out loud. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, my God. You don't say that to someone who's Chinese. That's awful. So then I tried to self-correct. I'm like, well, what I mean is your eyes are whiter. Like, there's no droopy lid. And I was like over explaining myself luckily he knows i'm not racist and he's not like really sensitive about anything right he makes fun of himself all the time which is fine because i make fun of myself constantly right so he didn't look at it and going round eye really really round eye i told daryl i said i called neil a round eye (laughs) he's like why would you do that why do you do these things? I'm like, I don't know. It wasn't meant to be racist. I was just saying. I'm like, God, what is it? What is it with me? I can't even say anything correctly ever. 
It was horrifying. Luckily, he just glossed over it. You know? What do you say, though? I mean, like, oh, your eyes look good. I mean, I mean, I, I, I said know. they looked whiter. I said, what's really great is there's like no scarring. There's no nothing. I mean, it looks like nothing's ever happened. You just look refreshed. And I go, and you don't look surprised. And so then I started to like joke. He goes, that's if you get your eyebrows done. And when mom was at our house, she said that, um, her plastic surgeon slash medical necessity person Mm -hmm. had told her that she should get her eyebrows lifted next. Isn't that like the whole forehead though? Yes. And she said, according to the doctor, I'll only look surprised for a week and then I'll look great. (laughs) And I said, this is awesome because, you know, mom's like, oh, you look beautiful. You don't have to touch anything. But you know what? You get to a certain age, your mom is all about injections, plastic surgery, whatever it takes. If it can fall under the guise of medically necessary, she is all in. She still is like you. She's like, Jamie, go get your stomach, you know, because I have a scar. Mm-hmm. She's like, just go and tell them that it's medically necessary. I know. Isn't <laughs> it funny how she'll it. rationalize what, you know? Yes. I mean, I guess everybody probably rationalizes, you know, getting, I mean, how many deviated septums have been cured in Los Angeles? It's amazing how many people who act have a deviated septum. Right. Crazy. All of them. Which is funny because you can actually fix a deviated septum without reducing the size of a nose. It's true. It's absolutely true. So anyway, I think it's a tie. I didn't show any butt. Yeah. You... I just called my Chinese hairdresser a round eye. I hate that I don't have any filter. <laughs> you need to like read books by, I think, what's his name? David Sedaris? Or... Dave Sedaris. Oh my God, I love him. Me talk pretty one day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is how you cure diarrhea of the mouth. A memoir of Jamie Lynn Minor. <laughs> God, I could write a book. We could write a book on our ugly and awkward <laughs> moments. People would sit there and shake their head and go, this can't be real. Yeah, really? This can't be true. I know, it's true. It is. I'm sorry. It's all it is. real. It's all true. So. All right. Well, we should probably wrap it up. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's a wrap for this week. Next week should be a good show because Jamie and producer Dub are going to the real Comic-Con this weekend. Yes, we are. In San Diego. And so. San Diego. Jamie is going to San Diego, also known whale's, as Whale's Vagina. Whale's Vagina. No, that can't be right. No, that. I think it's St. Diego. I think it's St. Diego. No, you're wrong. No, it's wrong. Agree to disagree. <laughs> Agree to disagree. When in Rome. That that doesn't apply here. That doesn't apply here. Oh, no. you'll, you'll, you'll get it. It'll come to you. God. I that love movie that movie. so funny. I'd like to invite you to the pants party. <laughs> Brick, did Brian tell you to say that? Yes. No. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, I would not like to go to a party in your pants. All right, let's go. <laughs> That is such a great movie. Anyways, hopefully you'll have lots of fun stories from uh, your adventures. Maybe if you can even take some pictures. And I am going to take photos. We'll post them on our Facebook page. Yes. And we bought, uh, I told you last week, we bought a digital recorder. Yeah. So we're going to do some on the street interviews and hopefully we'll run into some, you know, pseudo celebs. Yes. And I am going to be live tweeting too. Good. Maybe you should even be periscoping. Uh, Yeah. I guess I should. So maybe I will. For Twitter, it's just, you know, at theuglytruth.com. Yes. And then find us on Facebook. And all of our links are actually on our website. So you can uh, just go to uglytruth.com and then you can pin all the stuff on there. Yeah. We'll put a whole list of everything next week when, when we're there so that if you 
feel compelled to follow along, you certainly can. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. And I'm not dressing up. I told our mother that Daryl and I were going to uh, Comic-Con. And she's like, really interesting. She goes, are you going to wear a costume? <laughs> and I said, no, I'm not. She goes, well, why wouldn't you wear a costume? And I said, because I'm not dressing up. I don't know why people keep asking me this. Well, what are you going to wear? Clothes. Normal Just clothes. Their old clothes. Okay. I asked Daryl, because he has a Captain America t-shirt that we got at Target once. Okay. For something. It was for something. It was like superhero day at his office. And so we bought him this t-shirt. I said, are you going to wear the uh, Captain America shirt? And he goes, I don't think so. And I said, honey, I think we need to blend in somehow. I, I don't think we can. I don't think I can just show up, you know, wearing clothes that are not blendy. Like, I think I need to buy a t-shirt or something. Yeah, you probably... I don't know. I'm sure there's going to be lots of normal people there, but I'm sure there's going to be lots of abnormal people there, too. Well, I'll make sure to give you the photographic proof. Yeah, I want to see, you know, someone dressed up as, like, Predator or something. Uh, A 400-pound Predator would be really fine. Sounds awful, but... (laughs) It probably is. Enjoy okay. yourself. Hopefully you uh, you feel like you're with your quote unquote people. Well, you know, that's not true. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's no, not I know. I know it's I've known it's not true. You're I the one wish... that somehow seems to believe that it's true. <laughs> I know. It's so bad. You know, having <laughs> hobbies is one thing. Living a lifestyle is quite another. I don't live the lifestyle. I just admire those who do. Yes. So you'll, you like to admire from afar. Now you'll be able to admire up close and personal. With all my senses. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) So, all right, everyone. We'll have a good week and we will smell you later. Bye. That's it for this week. Be sure to check out UglyTruth.com, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, or, of course, the Ugly Truth mobile app for any past shows. And then every Sunday, you'll get a brand new episode. We truly appreciate you listening and sharing the ugly truth with your friends and family. Until next time, get all the truth you need at UglyTruth.com and stay ugly, my friends.